happening, International Christian Fellowship Rome and ICF Rome around the country and around the world. Welcome to our Sunday encounter. This is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I'm so thankful that you are joining us. I have my sign today, smile, because I want you to know God wants to give you a word for your life that puts a smile in your heart. I also want you to know as you lean into the presence of the Lord, as you lean into the worship and the word, let God do something in you that will cause you to put a smile on his face. He has a great and powerful word for you this morning, and I'm so glad you're joining us. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Wow. I don't know about you, but I just sense the Holy Spirit is in this house. Amen? Anybody need Jesus to help them this week? <laughs> yeah, we always need Jesus. Amen? We always need Jesus. Even if you don't know you need Jesus, you need Jesus. <laughs> Today, I'm going to talk about being completely thankful. And I want to remind you this very important point. Thankful living opens the door. Amen? Thankful living opens the door to the blessings of God, to the provision of God, to the peace of God, to the power of God, come on, to the purpose of God. When, that, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God says, we raise up a standard against him. And I say to the Lord, thank you that the enemy is defeated. Thank you that you are walking with me. And so this morning, as we welcome our online campus, and I thank you for being a part and worshiping with us, and next Sunday we're going to have one service. I'm going to keep saying it, 10 o'clock. We're going to gather in this house on campus. It'll be the same time online as normal. Being thankful is the key to open the doors of victory. Being thankful is the key to opening the doors of victory. When we live our lives with an attitude of gratitude, our mindset of victory changes everything. We look through a different lens. You see, when I am in the middle of trusting God and saying to God, I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus. I cannot say, oh, my life is so terrible. At the same time, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus. Amen? So if I keep saying, thank you, Jesus, it changes everything. Some of you know one of our young brothers, Sam, who uh, I had the privilege of mentoring, and he's now in India doing his life. But I have to tell you, if Sam is watching, Sam, I'm using your story this morning. When Sam would have things going on, he would say, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I said, Sam, I want you to stop saying that. Every time something's going on, I want you to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I want you to know, I watched. Some of you saw him. He began to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It still might have had that tone of voice. Oh, my God, thank you, Jesus. But eventually, he would testify that the thank you, Jesus, changed the way he faced challenges. And he began to say, thank you, Jesus, you're giving me wisdom. Thank you, Jesus, you're answering my prayers. Thank you, Jesus, that you're with me. Because being thankful is the key to open the doors of victory. I said it in the offering time, but I'm saying it to you now. I don't give you information so that I can get something from you. I give it because the Lord gives me something, and I know personally 
how the Holy Spirit, how gratitude, how thankfulness helps me to trust in God in the most difficult moments, in the most difficult seasons. And it's not my idea. It's God's idea. In Colossians 4, 2, and 4, in the message version, it says, pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Stay diligent, stay alert, and pray with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Revelation 3, 8 says this, I know all the things you do. And I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. See, God has a plan and a purpose for you to walk in victory. That is what opens the door. You know, the enemy knows what we're, what's happening. So this morning I have a little illustration to give you. So, Helen, would you come and help me for just a minute? And, Jaira, would you come and help me over here? Come on over here, Jaira. Can you give them a hand? I know it's not easy to. This young man is a strong young man. He's full of energy, and he is a great, great uh, athlete. So that's why he's doing this part for me. But I want you to know that today he represents a little something that the enemy tries to do to us, okay? I want you to envision this tug of war of your life between thankfulness and having strength and obeying God. So Helen and I, we try to walk with Jesus, right? And we thank God and we pray and we start to make progress and we start to have victory. And then what does the enemy do? He doesn't want us to have victory. Pull it, pull it back hard. Hard. Keep going back up. Keep backing up. He don't even have to back up. He just moves his hand. And <laughs> you can resist a little more. <laughs> I want you to picture this. You can give me a really hard pull. Come on. Hard. Hard. Like you're mad at your brother. Yes. Okay. I know they never get mad at each other. But here's something else that happens. I want you to see this. This is a life tug of war. Has anybody ever been in a tug of war in their life for victory? I have. I have, and I have to say, Lord, I'm going to rebuke the enemy by giving thankfulness. But then the enemy says, oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. And then I have to say, okay, I'm calling some prayer partners. So we bring some extra prayer partners in, and we defeat the enemy. <laughs> I hope you don't forget it. Thank you. You are part of the answer to every prayer we pray. It isn't just you praying by yourself. There is someone else that God has sent into our lives. At different times, you may be the one who's praying that you don't even know what the victory, what the struggle is. But the Lord knows what the struggle is. And he doesn't want you to let go of the rope. He doesn't want you to drop it and say, never mind. But the enemy does, because what would happen? He would get it, right? He'd be like, oh, that was easy. She's out. He's out. It's not just that one person I don't have to worry about anymore. It's the thousands of people that she or he might minister to. Maybe if he's out, I don't have to worry about his colleagues at the office. So the enemy's like, good job. You have to say to the Lord, I will be strong. I may have little strength, but greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen? Amen. And so I want you to live thankful. 
Isaiah the prophet warns us and encourages us. Isaiah warned his own nation about living right for God. Isaiah prophesied a blessed hope to future generations. And Isaiah prophesied that the Messiah was coming. If you have never read the book of Isaiah, I want you to read it. My daughter is an attorney, and she was in an interview some, for some positions in the secular, worldly courtroom. And there on the wall was a scripture from Isaiah. And she said in her interview, there's this man who wrote a book, and his name is Isaiah. And he happened to say, and she read the statement. And they were looking at her like some guy named Isaiah wrote this book. And she said, you know, actually, I went home and got the book, Isaiah, and I read a little more, and I found that Isaiah also said this. And later they were kind of like, is that religious? <laughs> and she said, well, it's on your courtroom wall. It's on your courtroom wall. So the Lord is saying to us, like Isaiah, we must live our lives for Christ as a message of living in right obedience with the Lord. Being thankful is not a suggestion from God. He said, be thankful. Pray with gratitude. He didn't say, if you feel like it. He said, do it. So, you know, there's a lot of times when we don't operate by our feelings. We operate in accordance to the obedience of what God's word has said to us. Living our lives for Christ is a prophecy of hope to future generations. You know, I've told a few people this week that, think about Job. Everything Job went through. And now we get to read the book of Job. We know that the Bible is inspired by God and he inspired holy men and we can take nothing from it or add anything to it. But I'd like to say today, maybe you're writing the book of Beverly. Maybe you're writing the book of Bose. Maybe you're writing the book of Shelley. Right? Maybe we're writing a new chapter that someone else is going to read our book. Because every day someone's reading your story when they watch your life. I don't want them to get stuck in a chapter of defeat because they were reading that chapter in my life. I want them to know that the next chapter had all kinds of victory, that the next chapter had all kinds of faith above feelings in the name of Jesus. Living our lives for Christ is a promise in motion of the coming Messiah. We don't live for just today. The enemy would like you to think you just live for today. So fine, I'll just do it a little bit more, but it's just for today. But it isn't just for today. I want you to understand. Where's my rope? I want my rope back. <laughs> they took it. Okay, I want it back. I want you to understand something. When you hold the rope, you're holding it for someone else. It is a lifeline. So I, I want to think about this. What if... Somebody's holding my rope, and I know a whole bunch of people that are holding my rope. Thank you, by the way, for being the ones that are my prayer partners. But I'm holding on to this because I know that there is someone else that might need to grab hold. Maybe their grip is weak. Maybe their understanding of trusting God is not fully compassionate yet. It's not fully matured yet. And so when I hold the rope for each other, for them, I'm saying to the enemy, back off. Back off. You, you have no authority over this child of God. Amen? I want you to hold the rope. I didn't plan to say hold the rope in this, servant, in this sermon. 
I plan to say thankful living opens the door, but being thankful is pulling the rope away from the enemy in your life. Don't let go. Don't stop saying thankful. You haven't got your answer to your prayer yet. Say thank you, Jesus. And somebody say thank you, Jesus. If you're online, I want you to type thank you, Jesus in the chat. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 22, 22 says this. I will give him the key to the house of David, the highest position in the royal court. When he opens the doors, no one will be able to close them. And when he closes the doors, no one will be able to open them. God opens the doors for us. The enemy doesn't get to pull on this and close the door to opportunity in my life, close the door to my faith-filled living. He doesn't get to do that unless I drop the rope, unless I drop the connection, because it isn't just this one right here that was holding the rope. I want you to imagine, Bose, will you come back for a second? I want you to imagine that also in heaven, just stand back over there a little bit. Also in heaven, there's an angel army holding onto the rope for me. And when I can't pull it, they're pulling it for me. And the Bible says Jesus stands. Yes, give God praise. Jesus stands at the right hand making intercession for me. Amen? So I want you to picture, you may be holding the rope today and feeling like I don't have the strength. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the energy. But someone else is heaven Someone else in heaven, not, not a person, not a saint, a human being, Father God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the host of angel armies is holding that rope for me. So even if I feel like I'm going to go in a different direction, they're not going to let me go. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. He holds the rope for us. Jesus holds the rope for us. Colossians 4 in the NIV says this, therefore... Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Say thankful. Being watchful and thankful. Not watchful and then when it comes saying thank you, it came. Being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too that God will open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. Paul said, for which I am in chains. He said it right here in this city. In Rome, he said those words. The man who God inspired to write some of the most powerful passages wrote it in our city. The enemy, he tries to stop us. He tries to block our victory. But I want you to know that when God opens the door, he wants you to pray. He wants you to pray. The enemy says, don't pray. The enemy pulls back and says, don't pray. When God opens the door, he wants you to enter with thankfulness. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to open that door. I thank you, Jesus, that I don't know where the new address is. I don't know how many new ministries we're going to start. But, God, you're opening doors. You're a creative God. He does creative miracles. Amen. Without a vision, the people perish, the Bible says. That's not just for us as a church. That's for you as an individual. You need a vision of your life. You need a vision of God holding on to the rope for you so that you don't let go because the next chapter is going to be amazing. And you know what? I heard someone say this week, one of the pastors that I listen to sometimes, that they didn't really learn how great God was when everything was great. 
They learned how great God was when everything was really dark. They learned how great God was when they were in the middle of a valley experience and the Holy Spirit swept them up in comfort. We wait for the victory like that's going to suddenly bring a revelation to your life. And it's actually in the middle of the struggle, in the middle of this struggle, that I begin to recognize, oh, I'm not doing this by myself. Oh, he's trying to bring me down, but I'm not going to let him. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. When God opens the door, I'm asking you to invite others in. The enemy says to give up on people. I'm asking you not to give up on people. I'm asking you as you walk through this city, even this week for preparation for Mission Sunday, walk through the city. See the person in the shop. See the person at the coffee bar. See the one at the bus stop. And say to the Lord, should I invite them in? You know, sometimes it's not inviting them to church first. Maybe it's just saying, I notice you seem discouraged or I notice you seem lost. Can I help you? Can I show you on my phone app how to get the right bus to the right place? See them. See them. Somebody saw you. Somebody saw me. When I was 15, somebody saw me. When I was 16 and I was a little bit mad at God for my mom dying, being killed by a drunk driver, which is a very unjust way to go. But somebody else saw me. Sister Rice in my church in Houston, Texas. She kept watching me. And she kept pulling me close. And she kept giving me little nudges of correction with love and mercy as a young teenage girl. And I am so thankful that she did not let me go. She was one of the ones holding my rope. When God opens the door for you, I don't want you just to see what's behind the first door. You see, that's multiple doors. When God opens the door for you, there's a whole bunch of other doors that are going to come after that. And if you don't walk in the first door with thankfulness and gratitude, I can tell you, God's going to shut it. Say, well, I guess they didn't want that one. The Bible says he wants us to walk in the ways of God. When God opens the door, see the bigger purpose. The enemy wants to block your long-range view. How does he do that? Okay, he does that because I'm in this tug of war, and I have this long-range vision, and I see the bigger purpose, and then suddenly something comes right here, and it totally blocks my view. Think about it. If your view is blocked, what do you do? You got to trust God. You got to trust. Faith is trusting when you don't see it. Amen? And so I want you to understand something. When God opens a door and I see the bigger purpose, when something comes to block my view, to block my vision, and I've already made a commitment that I am not letting go, then even when I don't see it, I say I won't let go. When even I don't see it, I say, I will trust. When even I don't see it, I say, thank you, Jesus. Come on. When even I don't see it, I say, I am well in the name of Jesus. When even I don't see my healing, I say, God, you're faithful in the name of Jesus. Amen? I want you to understand that. God is working on your behalf. He wants all of us to have victory. But it's not just for me. It's for all those doors that are going to open after. I've used the baton many times to show you how we pass the baton in this marathon race of walking with Jesus. I am desperate for God to 
always know that he can count on me. I am determined that the enemy will know he will never defeat me. You have to make that same determination in your spirit. It doesn't mean that there aren't times when I need someone else to hold my rope. It doesn't mean that there aren't times in my private prayer closet that I need to know that the, that the angels in heaven are standing on my... I have envisioned the angels surround my children and my grandchildren. I have envisioned the angels surround you. I have envisioned the anointing oil of heaven pouring out on your life. I've envisioned it for you. I've seen what God wants to do. Your life inspires my life, and I know it will inspire someone else. When God opens the door, you need to see the bigger purpose. So this morning, I'm asking you to pray with focus, with a thankful heart that we see others as an opportunity to demonstrate who Jesus is in our life. It's not easy to say thank you to someone who doesn't deserve it. Hear me. Thank you. You know what? When I think about some people in my past, I'm like, thank you, God, that you walked through that with me. Because of that pain, I understood his purpose. Because of that heartache, I understood how God heals and makes me whole. Because of those heavy cares, I understood the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've been looking at the words integrate and integrity as I think about this thankful living this month. You know, integrate is like this. We come together, right? Integrate means be together. But integrity means living a life of honesty and strong moral principles. Integrate means combining with another so it becomes a whole. Look at that. Integrate, combining with another so it becomes a whole. So if I'm here all by myself, I am not a whole church. If you're here all by yourself, you're not a whole family of faith. Coming together makes us whole. But integrity then says living a life of honesty and strong moral principles, meaning I need to obey God's word. If I don't obey God's word, I begin to separate myself from the vision that God has for me. Did you know that integrity and integrate come from the same word? Integer. It means all of those things together. So you can have integration with the integrity of your life in a way that helps you to say, this is not, okay, this is Pastor Jen saying, be full of faith and say, thank you, Jesus, even though everything is not easy. And this is me being totally honest and saying, you know, my life is hard, and I just, I deserve so much more. Here, you do. You do deserve more. But God is saying, I want you to integrate and walk with integrity according to Scripture so that I can say, yeah, life is hard, but I'm not letting go of the rope. And I have the integrity of the fact that I'm combining with another and another and another and another so that I will be whole even when the enemy is trying to split me apart. Amen? Does that make sense to you? I want you to get this message in your heart. It may not be a thankful giving message that you might have anticipated. But I want you to know thankful living is a practical, valuable character trait that will lead you to victory in every circumstance. I have one life, not two. 
I don't have a life that's here on Sundays and a different life that's somewhere else. I have one life. You have one life. You may try to separate it. There may be even things in your past that cause you to have that period of your life and this period. But the Lord is saying, I want to integrate it all because I want you to be whole. Hear me. I want to integrate it all because I want you to be whole. And where you had pain and I gave purpose, that's going to be part of your message. That's going to be part of your testimony. That's going to be what people see Jesus in your life. God is calling us to walk through these doorways of opportunity with our full self holding nothing back. Our full self holding nothing back. Unless you live in a cave, you don't do two lives. Okay? We do one life, and we do it together. And there's a reason why we do it together. And I'm thankful. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22 says this. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. He set a seal of ownership on us. And he put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Today I'm thankful that we're together. I have a video for you to watch because I want you to understand what it means to do life together. I want you to understand what it means to say, God, yes, like Natalie said, we bring lots of different diversity and uniqueness to our family of faith. But we do it together because with the strength of a whole bunch of people saying, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, the enemy is defeated and he leaves in Jesus' name. Amen? So watch this video for just a moment. This is for the question marks This is for the outcast soul Lost control, no one knows Sing it for the can't go back Sing it for the broken past Sing it for the just found out Life is now upside down
here for just a minute. Worship team, would you come on the stage for me, please? I want you, grab this side. We see people as God sees them. We don't see different. Give him some too. We don't see different. We see special. We both know what it's like to be hurt, right? We both know what it's like to be betrayed. Jesus knows that. We've been left when we should have been loved. We don't see separate, we see united. We don't see pain, we see purpose. We don't see failure, we see opportunity for growth. Alfred, would you take this side for me here? Natalie, would you come up here and take this part right here? Dennis, Angel, can you step in there? I want you to see something, come on. Sarah, would you come join us for just a minute? I didn't plan this, I didn't tell him, but I want you to see something. Come on, we're all together, we're all together. See, we're together, if we fall, Okay, y'all got it? Y'all got it? You holding it really tight? Hold it really tight. If we fall, we're going to fall together, right? If we rise, we're going to rise together. I want you to understand that. So maybe you're going to fall, but we're not going to let you fall. We're not going to let you fall. Amen? Thankful living opens the door. You got stuff going on, but we're with you. You feel like you're going to fall? You feel like you are? We're not going to let you. We're not going to let you. I could have each one of us hold a rope. Amen? I want you to never forget this. Don't let go. Don't let go of thankfulness. Don't let go of trusting in God. Amen? Thank you, those who are not on the worship team. You can leave. The rest of you can stay. (laughs) Thank you. Give them a hand. See, I don't see the Goliath in my way. I see the glory of God. I see God bringing down the walls that are trying to block his destiny in my life and yours. I integrate my life with yours because we don't do life alone. So when you're down, I'm gonna pray with you. I'm gonna believe with you. And when we're up, we're gonna celebrate together. We're gonna say familia per sempre, amen? God is faithful. I don't see separate in our church. I don't, I see united. We're united by the love of Christ because he created each and every one of us to hold the rope for somebody. That's what thankful living does. I may not know how. I may not have all the mazillion resources I need. But I can say, thank you, Jesus. Together, we can do a whole lot more than separately we can do. Thankful living opens the door of my heart to the opportunities of heaven. I want you to stand all over this building. And I want you to remember these words. I want you to trust him. I want you to live with integrity for him. I want you to serve him with generosity for a greater vision for your life and someone else's. I want you to believe that his guarantee on your life and mine is sure. I want you to believe it. 
I want you to walk out of this place today going, you know what? I believe God has something for me. Somebody at ICF Rome is holding the rope for me today, even if I don't know your name yet. And lastly, I want us to live thankful. So, Father, I thank you so much for this time together today. I thank you for speaking to me and showing me that thankful living is what is the key to victory. Thankful living opens the door. And, God, when you open one door, there's five more doors waiting to open as we trust in you, as we say thank you for this one. Even though this one might have been hard and it didn't turn out exactly like we expected, we keep saying thank you because you're about to open the next one and it's going to be even greater than the last. Greater works than these shall we do because you went to our Father and you said we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Father, right now I pray for that one who is like, well, that all sounds real pretty, but it's hard in my life right now. I pray that they would hear that you just heard what their thoughts were. And you're saying to them, my child, don't be afraid. Don't run away. Hold on to my hand. Hold on to the rope of faith. Because I've got you, says the Lord. Father, right now, for the one who hasn't been integrating their life very well, maybe it's felt a lot of separate. I pray that we would integrate with thankfulness and victory in Jesus' name. As the worship team sings, I'm going to invite our leaders to come and stand. I want you to get used to praying. I want you to know that as we come to this altar, this is a place where we move and we come out and we say to Jesus, I want more. I need some, I need some fuel, God. Right now, I'm going to come by faith, but I need somebody else to stand behind me and pray for me. Amen? So would you come, leaders, would you come stand as the worship team sings? Praise God. I know that the Lord and the word of the Lord has spoken to your life today. And so I want to invite you to invite Jesus to be in control of every circumstance. Maybe you've prayed this prayer before. Maybe today will be the first time you prayed it. But every time you ask Jesus to be in control of everything, every part, every person in your life, God does something to bring your heart to life. So I want you to pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, to be in control of every part. I give you all of me, Lord. Forgive me for my sins and my disobedience and help me to serve you all the days of my life. I make you Lord over everything. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want you to know that today, the Lord has done something in your life. Now, I also want to pray with you for those miracles in motion, those burdens. As you know, in our service on campus, we come to an altar of sacrifice, a place of decision. And we say to the Lord, God, take all of me. Take every situation. I trust you. I believe in you. This is the season where the Lord reminds us that he came to say, Emmanuel, God with us. So I'm going to pray for you right now. I want you to know that I read the messages, I read your emails, and I know the things that are weighing heavy on your heart. I love when you come to Rome and you come on campus 
But even where you are right now in your country, in your city, the Holy Spirit is with you. And so, Father, right now, we agree in prayer together for the miracle that is in motion. I pray, God, that a supernatural divine intervention would come upon your son and your daughter right now. For that one who has been sick and struggling with illness, may their faith jump alive right now. May the DNA of their body come into alignment with the way God designed it. And, Father, that one who has struggled with worry and fret and fear, I pray in Jesus' name that the peace of God which passes all understanding would flow over your heart, your mind, your life, and every detail of your circumstance. The Lord is with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. And I want you to know today, he is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He is Jehovah, Lord over all. You are complete in Jesus Christ. He will be with you this week. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Write us, send me an email. Let me know what God is doing in your life. We're in this thing together. We don't do life alone. And I'm standing with you for that prayer of victory and the miracle in motion. Have a fantastic week. I love you.